If a people have the right of free speech, then they must also have the right of peaceful assembly. If the authorities remove the church's right to assemble, they have robbed from the church the right to preach the gospel. Do you understand that? Because this, this is one of the fundamental arguments. They're not telling us we can't preach. And I'm saying to you, when they say you can't gather, they have limited your ability to speak. They are taking from you the public square and the assembly of the saints where the gospel is preached. The two are inextricably linked. And our little window of the last, what? How long have we had webcasting? Maybe 15 years? 15 years? That's it. In the whole history of the church, we have this little window of 15 years where we're going to make an exception for something, which if it did exist, we would understand. We would understand. If we can't gather, we can't preach. But because of technology, we don't seem to see it. Secondly, we must remember that technology should never be used as a crutch to relinquish fundamental rights and the God-ordained means of building the church, namely preaching to assembled peoples. Now listen to me. It is easier for governments to take away the technology that permits live streaming than it is to take away the right to assemble. All international travel is funneled through government-controlled ports. You know that. And so it is with the internet. All Internet traffic is funneled through government-controlled ports. And there are nations, China and others, that limit, filter, prohibit certain websites and other things getting into their land and to their people. And they can do it like that. They can just switch a thing off, stop it, prevent it, prohibit it. So if it's so simple for governments to blacklist websites and control internet access, and our brother Stephen knows all about this, he's well aware of of what's going on, what's happening in conservative realm and the politics and the, the movements of it and what this is going to do, and the fact that what we bless God for as it as it's able to stream across the internet and so on, this might not exist forever. And what happens when it doesn't? And we've already resigned the right to assemble. Given up. Freely said that the state can dictate and tell us that law-abiding people cannot assemble because of X, Y, or Z. Doesn't matter what it is. What happens then? I say to you, it is much more difficult for them to stop the right to assembly. That's unthinkable. How, How do you stop people from assembling? Well, you just bring something in that scares them. And then you, you, you stop, you stop. Again, the momentum. You've gotten people used to life at home. Hey, we're all, we're all working from home. <laughs> we, have, we have people bringing our groceries to us. We don't even have to go to the, the store anymore. We can, we can talk to our doctor online and save of anything we need, and then have the prescription sent out to us at home. We never, do I have to leave the house?
I don't know what's in the future. But my point in this, these are just additional thoughts. If we give up the God-given right to assemble for the preaching of the gospel, it will be even easier to take away the platforms used to communicate online. The time to oppose the abuse of authority is not when it gains momentum, but to nip it in the bud. Tomorrow's church will thank us.